Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. A, a what site? A website. It's this thing on the computer. People will go to it. They will order the tape directly from us. Okay, and how does somebody find this? They will find it on a search engine like Yahoo or AltaVista. Mm-hmm. And how... But how... But how do they know to search for the tape if they don't even know it exists? They don't have to know. And that is the beauty of the web. It's like this, man. It's like this. You're on your computer and you go on the search engine and you just type what you want to see. Okay? Pam Anderson. Pam Anderson. And up we pop. I don't get it. You don't have to get it. I get it, and so do 30 million other people. 30 million? That's how many are on the web worldwide right now, and we can reach every single one of them. There you go. The beeps weren't just actual beeps. There was a word in there as well. Uh, that was Pam and Tommy. New episodes drop every Wednesday uh, on Disney+. Plus. James Dempsey uh, joins us once again. Yahoo and Alta Vista. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, innocent days. The, the, I suppose first off, though, is it... Because, you know, in the first instance, in, in the real life set of events, they kept that that cape tape was for their own consumption. It yeah. wasn't like many other people have been accused of leaking it for yeah. publicity. It was stolen out of a safe. So it seemed, does it feel a bit exploitative to be making a TV show? It's a very, uh, it's a very awkward one, right? Like, because Pam Landerson and Tommy Lee were both approached ahead of time, uh, you know, ahead of the production to ask uh, kind of, for their blessing to make this mm-hmm. and Tommy Lee gave his blessing it's based um, off an article that appeared in Rolling Stone in 2014 but Pamela Anderson very much did not give her blessing which puts you know the viewer <laughs> in a bit of like an awkward position because mm-hmm. this whole show is really about what we would now call image based sexual abuse right which is like leaking of very very sensitive personal uh, data quote unquote uh, onto the internet and for for financial gain by unscrupulous types um, and th- that is not cool anymore <laughs> you yes. know in in 2022 that is really just not okay and they have made this comic drama out of that and it doesn't have the support of a survivor slash victim of this crime and I don't know if that's okay either right yeah <laughs> but um, having done all that it's an interesting show right so it comes from um, a guy named Robert Siegel he's a writer producer he wrote on The Sopranos his biggest known hit I guess is The Wrestler and it's directed by Craig Gillespie who made I, Tonya and Lars and the Real Girl and okay. a few other really big things and um it also has its own somewhat checkered production history because so you heard Seth Rogen there and Nick Offerman. Seth Rogen plays Rand uh, Gautier, Gautier, who was himself a, a, a you know a, a porn professional uh, before he went into carpentry. And <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting transition there. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> insert your own punchline there. I think. And uh, he so they well basically in the opening episode we we focus very much on. Rand and Seth Rogen had originally, uh, you know, come up with the idea of of optioning this article and making a TV show with James Franco attached to it. And James Franco was going to be playing Tommy Lee, but James Franco has had his own uh, problems mm. uh, with with well people can look them up and uh, he is now completely and utterly stripped back from the production his brother Dave is a producer instead and the first episode deals with Rand and they have they have to do this very 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 difficult thing because 
in our 2022 sensibilities, Rand is a very, very bad person, right? He takes this incredibly sensitive uh, video, Mm. you know, captured on a camcorder and sells it on the internet for massive financial gain and exploits Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson. And we need to have to, we need to understand why he's willing to do this, right? Because as we see him in the first episode, he's actually this very spiritual, interesting person. He's, you know, he reads, uh, he's a theologian of sorts. He reads all these texts. He's very interested in spiritualism and karma and being a good person and what goes around comes around. So we have to sort of get a sense of what would force this guy who is ostensibly a nice guy to do this terrible thing. And into that they bring Sebastian Stan as Tommy Lee, the Motley Crue drummer, who is not a nice guy. (laughs) He is this obnoxious rock and roll 90s type, right? Mm. And they portray him in the first episode as this really annoying mean-spirited rock star. Okay. And I think they make a decent case for certainly why uh, the theft takes place. The theft was, you know, the, the theft, the, this I don't think is a spoiler, the theft of the tape is incidental. You know, it, it's not what he was going after. It just happened, he just happens upon there. it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, so I liked the first episode even though I thought it had, it, it, it sort of uh, walked itself a little bit, painted itself a little bit into a corner. The second episode I was less enthused by. It sort of dealt dealt with the, the sort of grand romance between Pamela and Tommy Lee as this, you know, kind of uh, almost romantic comedy-esque kind of thing, you mm. know, sweeping each other off their feet in a, a cocktail of drugs and <laughs> and club dancing. And and then it also involves an anthrop- anthropomorphic penis voiced by Jason Mantzoukas. Yeah, that... that. <laughs> Because what well, I mean, and 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 I'm not being prurient here, but at the time that was part of the exploitative thing. That there was a lot of comment about that particular Indeed. part of Tommy Lee's body, and they seem to be focusing in on that. Very now. much so. So I wasn't too sold on that, but I have to admit, I it, it hooked me back in again by the third episode, which sort of uh, is the mo- is is the biggest, we'll say, Pamela Anderson episode so far. In the sense that uh, at this point in her career, she's you know a Baywatch star. She wants. She has. She has aspirations to do better things, and we see her preparing for this great monologue scene in which uh, Lily James, who does an excellent performance, and I must highly, highly, highly credit the you know the makeup team on this because she looks incredibly like Pamela Anderson. The process, mm. I think, it takes four hours to do it. It involves dentures, co- uh, contact lenses. And also a prosthetic forehead and a prosthetic chest. So, you know, right. they, <laughs> she's a six million dollar woman here, right? Mm. And, uh, and she does look incredibly like her. But in this third episode, you see her at this turning point in her career where she wants she wants to have it all. You know, she wants she's got the new husband that she's madly in love with. She wants a baby. She wants a, a more interesting acting career. And she's she's ambitious, but seems sweet natured. And it's kind of, uh, you know, like we know it's not going to really happen for her in the way that uh, She's hoping that it is going to happen for her. And we obviously know dark clouds are on the horizon. But by the third episode, I thought the show had really begun to find its groove in in a kind of fun, uh, fun dramedy kind of way, right? That this is going to be about very tongue in cheek at its look at the 90s, at the Internet, about (laughs) uh, the mob, about pornography in general. But there is just sort of grimy fingerprints all over the whole thing. And... I don't know. I can't remember quite how many episodes are in the whole thing. They're going to have to tie it up, you know, because this is, you know, this was made in 2021. It is now 2022. Our understanding of this kind of crime has vastly changed uh, in the, God, 20, near 30 years since. And 
I, I think they I just I, I don't know how they're going to stick the landing on this right because to get it absolutely right in the way that sort of like you know the people versus OJ got it absolutely mm, right and yeah. grew in each episode I just don't know how that's going to work here because it's just such a sensitive strange thing and Pamela Anderson doesn't like it so yeah yeah well and, and I'm just, yeah I'll be interested to see um how they deal with the general media reaction to it at the time. And, and I, I suppose it's a similar thing also uh, to um, uh, Bill Clinton and, uh, and yeah. all, all that, 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 you know, it was all made a joke out of. Uh, and that, in fact, it's kind of prompted clips yeah. being recirculated where... We even see at the very, yeah. very, like the opening like uh, scene is uh, her on the Jay Leno talk yes, show. Yeah. And it being the butt of the joke very yeah. much so. And looking uncomfortable, you know, and... And and it will probably lean into that, I imagine, as a sort of mm. a, as a dramatic arc. But I just it's going to be like I'm interested to see where it goes, and I'll be incredibly impressed if they manage to pull it off. Really, right. Uh, our next show is Reacher. All episodes of season one streaming now on Amazon Prime Video. Here's a clip. Whoa, not so fast. Drop them drawers. Bend over and spread. No. Blanket strip search policies are unconstitutional unless there's clear articulable suspicion of criminal activity. The victim I'm suspected of murdering was shot by a handgun that would measure four inches by six. That weapon's not fitting inside me or any other human being without sending them to the hospital. Since that's the only contraband related to this crime, your request is unlawful. It's not like I want to do this. Regulations say... The only thing up my right now is you. So if you think you can perform the inspection without getting seriously injured, go for it. Otherwise, check the box on your clipboard. Wow, the start there, I thought that was the Pamela and Tommy Lee video. (laughs) Uh, And the beeped word was ass, by the way. Ass, 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 ass. It's the most offensive word you could think of. Uh, right, so uh, this is uh, presumably this guy is the actual size of Reacher, as opposed he's to he's a little bit Tom. shorter actually. Oh, he's right. only he's only six foot two, and I think Jack Reacher is supposed to be six foot five. Right, but he's a uh, he's he's quite a, a big quote unquote you know excuse upon uh, yes. improvement on, on Tom Cruise who played him at five foot seven uh, in the twenty fourteen movie, which was a hit in its own right. I mean, so this is based on Lee Child's very 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 successful and widely uh, read series of books. I think there's twenty four. Um, Jack Reacher novels in total and this is based on the first one and they you know they say in the opening title cards based on The Killing Floor or Killing Floor I think it's called Mm. uh, by Lee Child and I was surprised how much I liked this to be honest with you (laughs) I wasn't really expecting it at all mostly because um, much like the next show I'm going to talk about I wasn't really familiar with anyone in this like they were all kind of newcomers to me even though they're not really newcomers so the main person is Alan Richson who plays Jack Reacher who is a six foot five military lawyer slash uh, a bit of a like Sherlock Holmes can deduce anything by looking at you and figure you out with you know very very quickly mm. he's also incredibly good fighter and because he's so big and muscular hulky that he you know he just dominates the room and everyone is constantly constantly commenting on how big he is and he arrives in this small town in Georgia 
to see the like a the the final resting place of a blues musician, and uh, in the process, as he's sitting down to eat a piece of pie that becomes a recurring motif throughout this opening season, he gets arrested for murder. And uh, while investi- while the investigation is unfolding, he sort of befriends uh, the local detective who has recently moved down from Boston and a young female cop, and becomes embroiled with this big conspiracy involved. Uh, counterfeit currency and no goodens and all kind of very very uh, violent murders and I'll give it that credit right this is really violent at times I mean mm. there are these big action scenes where Alan Richardson who has appeared in a few things he was in Titans which was this kind of like a Teen Titans-esque live action show uh, but I didn't re- and I think he was in Smallville and a few other things like he was a bit player until he okay. got his, his credit big this is big break shall we say and uh, he can really pull off these action scenes I mean he, he is this big six foot two guy himself he's big strong he, I mean they spend <laughs> he, he, he's ripping he's whipping his uh, t-shirt off at least once an episode to showcase <laughs> not only his uh, chiselled torso but like his sun-kissed perfect tan he might as well be on the Baywatch beach with Pamela Anderson but basically he uh, can pull off those those fighting scenes incredibly well they are like there's uh, and it's great foley artistry as well I mean there are bones being cracked and ankles being smashed and eyes being gouged every like 10 minutes or so right. and uh, he is he's quite good and deadpan at the parts that involve him you know to be deadpan and quick-witted and silly and the whole thing kind of moved along at this really good pace it kind of struck me as the kind of thing that like you would consider dads to love or or to some respects mams my, I know my own mother is a hugely child fan so I, I'd be interested to see what she thinks about this but uh, it was just a good romp right like the action is good the pace is good it moves along quickly there's enough red herrings to keep you interested there's a core mystery at the centre of it that is interesting and and moves along nice and quickly I think there's eight parts they're about you know they run to less than an hour each you, I, I was honestly so surprised by how much more I liked it than I ever thought I was going to. There you go. Well, it did exactly what it says it in the it, tin. Yeah, it did uh, exactly which is, that. And you can ask no more than that. Right, our third show is The Curse. Uh, Sunday night's 10pm on Channel 4. You can watch the whole thing on all four right now. Here's a clip. I haven't, I haven't exactly... That would be the next That would be the next part of the plan that I'd have to start thinking about, and that's what I would do. So I'm, I'm not being funny. So, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay, he's just got the back of a breakdown. No offense. Technically, yeah. it was, well, was breakdown. Albert, it's fifty grand. Could all do with a drop of that. I could do with a drop of it. Fifty thousand grand. I'm on the bones of my very ass as I'm talking. You'd be the first to get caught, Mick. Look at the size of you. Albert's talking some common. Got too much to lose. I'm out. No, Mick, you've got f- all to lose, mate. You're entitled to a bit of cream, boy. Entitled to some cream. I never had no cream. Big Mick's back in. Ah, oh, f- you yeah, now. So. We have a decision. Mix in. Sydney, how about you? Well, yeah, it's my job. So you're in? Well, yeah. I invented it. Good, good. Albert, you in? Of course I'm not in. It's a stupid idea. Why would I be in? To the robbery. Yeah. Let's not say that too loudly. There you go. 50,000 grand. So it was like, 
Only Fools on Horses directed by Guy Ritchie. Yeah, I think that's a very fair way of looking at it. Yeah, I, so this also involved a lot of newcomers to me, even though I knew the shows that they were in, but I'd never really seen them in anything before. So it's from um, the makers of People Just Do Nothing, or pe- which is this um, BBC sitcom that ran for five years. It had a movie, I think, last summer about these guys who were running a pirate radio station. And then it also involves um, this other guy whose name is, uh, if I get this right, his name is Tom Davis and his longtime collaborator, James DeFrond, who is the director of the whole thing, uh, who had a sitcom on the, on the BBC called um, King Greg or King Gary rather sorry and these are things that I've just never I've never seen but I've sort of seen written about being very very beloved and critically acclaimed and this is my first sort of introduction to all these guys and they've come together and created this show called The Curse which they say May is kind of vaguely inspired by a true story but very very vaguely and in it they are these laughable you know East End geezers going around one runs a greasy spoon and his brother-in-law is a security guard in this place where he says there's 50 grand lying around and we could just very easily rob this and in their robbing of it they discover gold bars worth 30 million pounds <laughs> and rob those instead and and this kickstarts the curse as they are okay. trying to, you know, get how do they, you know, get rid of this? How do they liquidate this gold and turn it into money? And how do they spend it and not get caught? And how does the infighting amongst the group take off? And I think a very good description is is that Guy Ritchie meets Only Fools and Horses. You hit the nail on the absolute head here. But I found it really charming. First of all, they're their chemistry with each other is so easy and quick and nice and funny. And throughout, you know, the whole characterizations of everyone is really immediately like the sort of the world building and the characterization of everyone is it's immediately clear exactly who everyone is in this ensemble. And they play off each other so fantastically well. Aside from that, it's supposed to be like 1981, 1982 London. It looks I mean, I wasn't alive then, but it to me, it looks like what I imagine 1980s, early 80s London would look like. Mm. It's a bit rough and grimy and like... Magnolia and brown and and silly. <laughs> yep. And, and then inter, uh, I will also give big big credit to James Devran, the director, because he presses, he uses split screen really well. I'm not sure if it's the Sweeney or something like that, but like uh, it basically, definitely sort of aping back to these kind of like detectivey shows or something. Because that would have been a thing in the late seventies. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But but that is definitely used to really really good effect here. And there were several points in it where, you know, I didn't see what was going to come and these big sort of, uh, you know, um, twists come in the plot that are really funny. It just is really, really, really funny. The six parts are all available on all four right now. And when I sat down to watch it yesterday, because, you know, my my aim is to try and find at least something Irish or something that's like free to air (laughs) right every week. And uh, you can watch this, uh, the whole thing on Channel 4 now. I watched it in one sitting because I just enjoyed it so much and it kept going. And, and, And I hadn't even heard of it until yesterday morning. Right. Okay, that's that's good. Uh, Mim says she's not sure she's going to watch the Pam and Tommy series. There's something about it that makes me uncomfortable when Pamela Anderson never wanted it made because she was so traumatised by the release of the tape when it happened. And it's now, it's really upset her again. Surely her wishes should have been respected. It's a bit ick. And not very fair on her. No, it's not. But at the same time, I suppose it happened. It's a historical event yeah. and it's very important in the sense of what the internet turned into. Very, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, I, I, I get what you're saying uh, totally. I, you know, it was, 
And it's kind of funny that of all the things it's on, it's on Disney Plus. You know? Yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> Somebody else says, not sure I'll watch this uh, Tom and Pam series. I fancied Pam as a young lad and I kind of feel bad, if that makes sense. Oh, so it was all right for you. <laughs> Just not for them. Uh, the three uh, shows we uh, were talking about today were Pam and Tommy. New episodes every Wednesday on Disney+. Plus. Somebody wanted to know what the name of the Jack Reacher series was. Well, it's Reacher. Uh, all uh, all episodes of that of season one are streaming right now on Amazon Prime uh, Video. Plus The Curse. Uh, it's running terrestrially Sunday nights on 10pm on Channel 4. You can watch the whole series on all four uh, right now. James Dempsey, thanks a million for Thank coming into us. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on Newstalk. We're going to take a break. After that, are single people discriminated against? Moncrief on Newstalk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.